Welcome to today's message from Transformation Church with Pastor Jim Balzano. We're doing a series, we're going to start a series this week, and I'm entitling it Faith Is. Uh, I really believe that the faith level of the church, and I'm not just saying this church, but the faith level of the church has got to rise. We are being distracted. Amen? I may know the Bible says, and we're going to talk about this scripture today, that we walk by faith, not by sight. How many know there's a whole lot of sight walking going on? There's a whole lot of sight speaking going on. There's a whole lot of sight stuff that's going on. And I really believe, forget about, like the Lord pressed upon me last week that I'm not going to do a lot of preaching right now in reaction to what's going on in the world, although we're not oblivious to what's going on in the world. But we must continue. You'll never see me get up here and preach on politics as per se. My job is to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ that still changes men, that still changes lives. Amen? And yet the church right now, we are being challenged, I believe, in every fiber of our being. Even the way that we gather right now. Let me just share with you a few thoughts. In my heart of hearts, in who I am as kind of as I am, this is not my favorite way to gather. Give me hundreds of people in the room at the same time, that there's atmosphere, there's energy, there's all that. That's me. If you've kind of been around me, you kind of know that. Okay, and what happens is, by the way that we're doing it, it kind of minimizes the numbers in the room. And I'm not saying people aren't as engaged. It just doesn't feel the same. How I many you know what I'm talking about? All right, but listen to me. I've got to remind us of something. Because I've had some people say, well, I just want, when are things going to get back to normal? Well, let me tell you what still is normal. I mean, oh, God is still the same. I mean, oh, God hasn't changed. God, God, God hasn't changed one bit. How we gather, how we worship for a season has changed, but God hasn't. How many know the spirit of God who lives in you has not changed? He's still the same spirit of God that lives inside of you. How many know this morning that you haven't changed? Only Paul said no. <laughs> the rest of you say, well, I might have. No, 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 you're still the same. You see, I really believe it's incumbent upon us in this season that we are the ones that are saying, wait a minute, if it's going to be different, it's not going to be because of me. I'm going to be intentional with my worship. I'm going to be intentional as I walk in there, and I'm not going to allow the surroundings to, de- to, to dictate my spirit. I'm not going to allow the surroundings and the atmosphere of what I'm used to to now dictate how I worship, what, so forth and so on. Now, some people say, well, when are we going back to one service? Let me give you that great answer that's always so wonderful to give. I don't know. <laughs> Listen, you have to understand something. I said it all along, coming out of this would be harder than going into this. And really knowing what to do, the reality of it is this. There are still those who are wanting to be cautious as we come out of this. And there are those who would rather come in here to a room that is spaced out with less numbers than a room that is full and uh, like the normal seating, okay? And so we're trying to be um, considerate. We're trying to be, we certainly aren't operating by fear, I can promise you that, but we're also not cavalier. And, And so I will say to you that it will be for a season yet. How long, I don't know. But this is what I do know, that my God is not confined or defined by the way we gather, All right, he is God. 
He is bigger than our structures. He's bigger than our systems. He's bigger than how we gather. And he is still as present in this room with two people or 200 or 300 or 400 or 500 as he's still God. And, and that's who we come to worship. And that's who we come to, be, to hear from. You didn't come to hear from me today, amen? <laughs> okay? You're hoping to hear from God through me, right? I know it's a stretch, but just try to bear, bear with me. And so you got to understand, we still have about 40% of our people who aren't coming here in person right now in this, in this current atmosphere. And so we just, we are going to be considerate. We're going to go through this. We're going to try to be safe. We're not going to be fearful. At the same token, listen to me, God has not changed. And we're going to rejoice when we're with there. And we're going to just, man, we're just going to lift them up. Amen. But I want to talk to you this morning about this whole uh, series I'm going to begin. And before I do, let me say this. Happy Father's Day. We hope you have a great day. We hope you get spoiled. I was in my office this morning. Grandkids came down. Tony came down. And they gave me a bag of big popcorn. I love popcorn, like the popping thing. And then she said, this one is for uh, grandkids. And this one is from the dog. You got to love the dog when the dog gives you popcorn. Okay? And then she gave me some big blower attachment thing that I get to play around with. Probably it's when I spill the popcorn, I can blow the popcorn up. All right? And so forth and so on. So I had a good morning for that. But we have a gift for you if you're a dad today. On the way out, there'll be a couple of guys with these right here. Okay? And what is this? Well, last year this was pretty popular and we thought we'd do it again. This is a coupon for a six-inch sub from Powerhouse Subs with chips and water. And I don't know about you, but a free sub is always a good thing especially when it's from Powerhouse. Amen? All right. Um, Troy, where's Troy? Troy. Family, faith, and fun night. Family, faith, and fun night. <laughs> All right. If you're wondering what that is, again, we go to the park every Wednesday night in July. We have a blast. This was so fun last year. We, we have families with the kids, grandkids. We play kickball. We play wiffle ball. We, we had so much fun. And then we do a teaching and a lesson, and, and there's always a snack, of course. And uh, we had a great time. If you get a chance, come on out to that. You'll love it. Amen? All right. Faith is, that's the title of this series we're going to do for a while, because I really believe the Lord said to me, preach faith. You need the faith level to rise up. We need as believers, we need to be operating, speaking. How many know our Facebook posts need to be about, uh, uh, from faith? How many know our conversations need to be steeped in faith? Our actions, our attitudes, our heart, we've, we've got to be walking by faith these days, because the fact of the matter is, we're being dictated to on a constant basis that's trying to get us to speak and to act and to live from what we see and hear in the natural. So faith is, and today I'm going to give the title, Faith is Our Walk. Now, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 begins like this. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, for by it the elders obtained a good testimony. You know, you, you look at this scripture. This is an amazing thing. Who did they receive a good testimony from? They received a good testimony from God. How many want God to speak well of you? How many know you walk in faith, God will speak well of you? How many of the Bible says without faith it's impossible to please God? All right? And, and so we understand that there is a, a, an approval and a testimony from God that comes as we live in faith. Now, that word substance, faith is the substance. It means foundation. It means a substructure. It means something with um, uh, firmness or resolution, okay? And so what you have, if you notice, I'll go back up a minute, there is a 
stone on the corner of this. This is a cornerstone here. That stone is actually from the western wall, uh, the western wall of the temple in Jerusalem. All right. Now, but let me show you one of the stones underneath the temple in the tunnels. All right. And it's known as the western stone. Here's the stone. It is 45 feet, one stone, one stone, 45 feet long. Okay, let me give you, let me help you put this in perspective. This room from that wall to this wall is 60 feet. From that wall to this stage is 50 feet. And so roughly from where I'm standing to that wall back there, that's how long that stone is. All right, it's 45 feet long. It is 12 feet high. All right, it weighs 250 some tons. One stone. These are the types of stones that made up the foundation of the temple in Jerusalem. I want you to get that in your mind because the Bible is saying that now faith is the structure. Faith is the foundation. Faith is the substructure, right, of the things that we hope for and the evidence of things not yet seen. And so if you want your walk, your life with Christ, your life on this earth to have a firm foundation, the Bible's telling us that firm foundation is faith, right? Okay, now that's our starting point. Let's go on. So Paul's talking in Corinthians. And I'm gonna just pick out some verses this morning. I don't have time to read them all, okay? But first, what I want to point to is this is what Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter five. For we walk by faith, not by sight. How many know we like to quote that? How many of you have ever quoted that in your life? How many of you had to quote that to yourself whenever you found yourself walking by sight? Only to turn around, I'm going to walk by faith now. Only to find yourself, I'm walking by sight now. Anybody ever waver back and forth between faith and sight? Better believe it, my goodness. How many, know, how many of you ever wanted to give to a project and you found yourself waking, okay, I'm ready to sign the check. No, nope, I'm going to walk by sight. Oh, I'm going to sign that check. I'm walking by faith, all right? I mean, finally, it's like, get rid of that thing. I'm tired of going back and forth. We walk by faith, not by sight. Now, let me read you some scripture, all right? Well, let me give you a point first. I want us to understand something. You and I, the Bible says, we walk in this world that we're walking by faith, not by sight. What kind of world is it? Well, let me tell you what the Bible tells me. The Bible tells me it's a temporary world. We walk in a temporary world. Do you know that this isn't the end? That what you see here isn't the final project? Do you understand that the Bible says, this is what the Bible actually says in 1 John. The world is passing away and also it's lust, but the one who does the will of God lives forever. So we're understanding for a moment, I'm gonna set some things up, that you and I are living in a temporary world that the Bible says one day is gonna pass away. One day, what's gonna happen is there's gonna be a new heavens and a new earth. How many know, praise God for that moment. New heavens and new earth. The old is gonna be gone, and this thing that we're living in is temporary. Sometimes we don't live by faith because we forget that the temporary that we're living in is in fact temporary. And so what we find ourselves doing is walking by sight in the temporary rather than by faith. So we live in a world that is a temporary world. Yet Paul also says, and I'll give you a point, we live in a temporary world under the influence of a temporary ruler. Yeah, how many know this world is influenced by Satan? How many know the Bible calls him the prince of the power of the air? How many know Jesus called him the ruler of this age? How many know that, that um, let me show you a scripture out of um, 
Paul said in Corinthians. He said, even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, in whose case the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelieving so that they might not see the light of the gospel, the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Now understand this. We're living in a temporary world under the influence of a temporary ruler, leader, if you will, who has blinded the minds of unbelievers. Do you understand why there are wickedness and evil in the world? Wickedness and evil is a result of people, humanity, who have been blinded to the light of the gospel, who have been blinded from God, all right? And what happens is we've got people who are blinded doing ungodly things, and for some reason we Christians lose our minds. Like, oh, my gosh, the ungodly are acting ungodly. Okay? Like, we lose our mind. Well, why aren't they acting like us? They don't know Jesus. Well, why aren't they? Because they don't know Jesus. Right? Listen, what, look what he says. What he what the blinds them from is the gospel of the glory of Christ, who's the image of God. The, see, not only does he blind them from God, he blinds them from Jesus, who is the image of God. Jesus came to reveal the Father. When Jesus walked the earth, he was a walking, living, breathing revelation of who God was. And yet, what happened? People rejected him. Why did they reject him? Because they were blinded from who he was. Do you understand today that people still don't know God because they don't know Jesus? And I would suggest to you this morning that you and I are to be the ones who are to be a presentation of who Jesus is. That we are the presentation of Jesus so that people can see God. All right, and what happens is, we're, when we, we, and part of how we do that is by walking in faith and by faith. And so we have this temporary world that is under this temporary roller, if you will. The Bible calls him the God of this age, the God of this world, the roller of this world, the prince of the power of the air. Paul said our battle is not against flesh and blood. How many know it's easier to fight flesh and blood? <laughs> it's easier to fight flesh and blood, right? But how many know when you... When you are fighting flesh and blood, you are walking by sight. When you are fighting flesh and blood, you are actually walking by sight. But when you engage and you're fighting and you're resisting against authorities and principalities and heavenly places, how many know now you are engaging in a walk of faith, in a fight of faith, all right? Now, so here we are walking in a temporary world that is influenced by a temporary roller, and we're walking in a temporary world in a temporary tent. This is it, baby. This is the tent, Paul said. All right? Here, here's, here's the scripture. For we know that if the earthly tent, which is our house, is torn down, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. This thing is, this thing is temporary. I'm so glad it's temporary. Like someday I'll be rid of this thing. Right? I mean, you, you begin to think about this. That, that I, I'm, I'm actually living in a gym tent. It's a gym tent, right? Paul tent over there. Frank tent. Frank tent's a little smaller than my tent. I like Frank's size tent better than my tent, right? You see, the reality of this is, yet we got to understand that we are, we are living in this, this temporary tent, in this temporary world that is under the influence of this temporary roller. 
And how do, okay, we're going to talk about how we do that in a moment. Paul, Paul said this, that while I'm in this tent, I groan. Do you know, because the Spirit of God lives inside of you, there is a groaning in your body, in your earthly tent. This groaning is to be able to throw off the restraints of this world. This groaning is to be able to get, uh, escape the wickedness and evil of this world. There's a groaning. How many of you groan when you see wickedness and evil? How many of you groan when you go through trial, tribulation? How many of you, there's a groaning that takes place. He said, we groan because there's, because listen to me, we groan because we aren't home. So Paul says that, he says, we groan longing to be clothed with our dwelling from heaven. And that when we put it on, we'll not be found naked. For indeed, while we're in this tent, we groan being burdened. Because we don't want to be unclothed, but to be clothed so what is mortal will be swallowed up by life. How many of you have ever gone away for an extended period of time and couldn't wait to get home? Did you groan when you were away? Was there a burden? Like, I want to get home. I want to get home. I want to see my family. I want to see my grandkids. I want to see my kids. Penny wants to see her dogs, okay? Like, there's a groaning when you're not home. Paul says, we're in this tent, and we groan. So we're in this temporary world that's under the influence of a temporary roller, walking in a temporary tent, and we walk in this temporary world with temporary afflictions. Everything that's happening is not going to exist forever. Paul said what? We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. We're perplexed, but not despairing. We're persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. How many have ever been perplexed? It's not forever. How many have ever been, feel like you've been forsaken? It's not forever. How many have gone through heartache and loss? It's not forever. We're afflicted in every way. But it, Paul said it's a season. It's temporary. He says it a little bit later. He says, for mo this momentary light affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison. It's amazing to me that Paul talks about his afflictions as being light. Do you know what this man went through? When you look at his life, all right? In this life, we will have difficulties at times. We face death. We face sickness. We face injustice. We face hardship, trial. Do you, how many of you have faced something in your life? Okay, three of you. Praise the Lord. Well, you three and me, we'll preach and we'll let the rest of them just make fun of us. All right? This momentary light affliction. We've all had it happen to us in some realm. And yet the fact of the matter is, the beauty of that is this present affliction, this temporary affliction, is not an eternal affliction. All right? So, now watch this. So let me sum this up. So here it is. We live in a temporary world under the influence of a temporary roller in a temporary tent, enduring temporary afflictions. And yet Paul said, we're of good courage. We're of good courage. We've got confidence, right? We, we're, 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 we're not afraid. We're, we're, we got courage. We got confidence. That's what Paul says. Now here's the question. Why? Why? Why do I have good courage? Why do I have confidence? I mean, I'm, I'm living in a world that... Some virus is killing millions of people, all right? 
I'm living in a world where I don't know what the truth is anymore. Who's telling me the truth? I don't know if this side's telling me the truth or if this side's telling me the truth. The fact of the matter is either side's telling me the whole truth and nothing but the truth. I'm living in a world where um, racism is uh, uh, evident. I'm living in a world where injustice is evident. I'm living in this world where there's upheaval, rioting, looting. I'm living in this world where there's wars and rumors of wars. I mean, I'm living in a crazy place, in a crazy time. And yet I got courage and I got confidence. Why? Why? Paul said, because therefore being always of good courage and knowing that while we're at home in the body, we're absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. We're walking in this temporary world that's under the influence of a temporary leader in this temporary tent, enduring temporary affliction because I'm walking in faith and not walking by sight. If I walk by sight, I will not have courage. If I walk by sight, I will lose my confidence. If I walk by sight, there is very little out there that gives me any confidence and any hope. All right? So let's talk about this for a minute. So why? Because Paul says we walk by faith. What is faith? Faith is the substance that causes us to walk according to the unseen eternal rather than the temporary seen. Paul's whole analogy between four and part of five of Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, is talking about the temporal and the eternal. The, this is which is temporary and that which is eternal. All right? And so faith is the substance. It is that foundation. It is that substructure that causes me to walk according to what I don't see in the natural that I see in the eternal rather than the temporary. Have you ever had to walk? I'm sure you have. If you haven't, there's something wrong. <laughs> You've had to walk sometimes in a belief and in a hope of something you did not see in the present. Faith is the substance that enables us to walk with confidence in a temporary world influenced by a temporary roller while walking in a temporary tent and overcoming temporary afflictions. Okay? Now, how does that happen? How, do, how does that happen? How does this natural man living in a temporal tent, in a temporal world, how do I live in this capacity? Well, first of all, faith is the substance that connects the temporary to the eternal. It is the substructure. It is the foundation. It is the foundation that connects this, all this is temporal to the eternal. Okay? Now, where do we start? We're going to start with the eternal one. Forget about everything else for just a moment. Faith, first and foremost, connects me to a person. Not a thing. Not a philosophy. Not a belief not a doctrine. The first thing that faith connects me to is a person. Who's my faith in? My faith, the Bible tells me, is in Jesus Christ. That when I put my faith in Jesus Christ, how many know the Bible says I'm saved? When I put my faith in Jesus Christ, how many know now I'm reconciled to God? When I put my faith in Jesus Christ, I am reconciled to a person. I am now connected to the eternal one who's on a throne in heaven, who one day is going to send his son back. I'm connected to the one, the eternal one. Without faith, I cannot be connected to him. Without faith, I cannot know him. Without faith, I cannot please him. 
You see, many people want to have faith hoping it connects them to heaven. Well, it does through Jesus. Faith always connects you to the person first. Some people are looking for faith to connect them to a philosophy, to a belief, to a doctrine, to a position. Faith first and foremost connects you to a person and his name is Jesus. Aren't you glad for that? Hmm? How do I connect to God? Through faith in what Jesus Christ did. And so now I live in this temp temporal world under this influence of a temporary leader in this temporal tent with temporary afflictions yet connected to the one who's eternal. That brings me hope. That brings me confidence. That brings me courage. Right? Okay. Faith is the substance that tells me the temporary ruler of this world is eternally defeated. Listen to me. I'm going to tell you something. I want you to get this in your heart today. I don't care what you see in the news and I don't care what you see in the world. He's not winning. The, he's not winning. I'm telling you he's not winning. You see, even if you think he is, this is what the Bible tells me, that my God takes what he means for evil and will turn to good. My, my, the devil's not winning. I don't care how many riots. I don't care how much looting. I don't care how much chaos. I don't care how much garbage. I don't care how much is going on. The devil is not winning. He is a defeated foe. The Bible tells us that. There's going to be a day. His day's coming where they're locking him up. They're throwing him into the abyss. He's gone, baby. His roller and his, his influence is limited time. It's a limited time. We, and, and yet we, we have to live in the faith of that. We sometimes speak more like he's winning than we know that he's not. All right? It is the substance. It's the foundation. It's the substructure that tells me this temporary influencer, his days are numbered. His days are numbered. His injustices are numbered. Racism is real in our land, but how many know it's temporary? Because there ain't none in the kingdom, baby. All right? Faith is the substance that tells me this temporary tent, this guy, will be given an eternal tent. <laughs> We're going to get a glorified body someday. Hmm? You know, you think about Paul. Paul, Paul says, like, you know, we have this treasure in earth and vessels so that the surpassing greatness of the power will be from God and not ourselves. How I many know God is not interested in this earthen vessel getting the glory? God, matter of fact, when the moment you begin to think you're all that, you remind yourself God put himself, put it, the treasure in you so that it, he would reveal him, not you. You ain't all that. <laughs> right? He, he says, therefore we don't lose heart. Though the outer man is decaying, our inner man is being renewed day by day. I really don't like that scripture. Like, I mean, I get it. I understand what it means. How many know that physically, physically, we are not getting stronger and better as we get older? I'm just telling you, I wish it was true. I wish it wasn't true. I mean, I wish that that, like, you know, like, I'm 56 now, okay? Like, like you know, I went out golfing yesterday with Jeremy and with my son-in-law. You know, I'm 56 years old, Paul, and they abused me. Okay? Like, well, they, they hit the ball a little farther than me sometimes. I score better than them, though. Okay. And, I, and I'm trying to get them to, like, you know, there's the blue tees, the white tees, the red tees. I'm, I'm Rick, I'm trying to get them to let me move up. 
I said, look, I, I, I should get to move up to the old man tees, right? I'm, I'm, I'm an old man. I'm 56 years old. I had heart surgery last year. You know, I might have COVID. I, I need to play up there. They, they, they weren't giving me it. No, they didn't care. Sorry, Paul, I beat him. <laughs> All right, but the, the point, that Paul says, listen, this thing here is decaying. It, it, it's, I have less hair than I had 20 years ago. Hi, Jeremy. Okay, um, all right, how many of you, some of us do, some of you still have the same amount, Rick Miller, I don't really like you, all right, right, there, there's a decay, but yet we're not as strong as we once were, we're decaying, and yet I look in the mirror and I'm getting bigger, I don't understand this, <laughs> but inwardly we're being renewed, why? Because it's the inner spiritual man who through faith is being strengthened and renewed in the things of God. All right, so, so faith that's, is a substructure that tells me this temporary tent will be given an eternal tent one day, all right? Faith is the substance that tells me that these temporary afflictions that I face in this body, they're gonna be swallowed up in glory. That there's an ever, there's a, a outweighing glory, if you will, that's being perfected through the afflictions even now. Some of you are saying, boy, it's going to be great because my afflictions are great. All right? See, you can endure affliction when you have faith. You, let me say this. Not only can you endure, you can overcome affliction when you have faith. Okay? It doesn't destroy who you are. It doesn't destroy your countenance. It doesn't destroy your spirit. It doesn't destroy your, your, your family. It doesn't destroy you. See, faith is the substance. It's the substance. What am I walking on? I am walking on a foundation stone of faith. I am walking on a substructure of faith that enables me to walk in this world by faith and not by sight. Faith is the substance by which we walk in the temporary with an eye on the eternal. Yeah, this world's temporary. This is temporary. There's a temporary influencer roller. There's temporary afflictions, but I got my eyes fixed. My eyes are fixed and my eyes are on the, uh, the, the eternal. When I, when I mow my grass, I like to have nice straight lines when I mow the grass. Now, trust me, I am not a manicurist when it comes to yards. Okay, I'm not out there with scissors and, you know, I want to get a cut so I can go golfing. All right? But I do like the lines to be straight. How do you get that first line straight? You can't do it by looking down. You fix your eyes. So for me, I start at the top of the hill and I fix my eye on a tree that's way down there across the driveway. And I fix my eyes on that tree. And that's all I look at. I don't look down and I keep straight ahead. And when I'm done, I got a nice straight line. And from there, everything else is set. Do you understand that I walk through this world? There's things that want me to go left. There's things that want me to go right. There's things I see by sight. There's things I hear in the natural that want me to go left, right, and back. But if I keep my eyes fixed on that fixed eternal location, that fixed throne, that fixed one, that eternal one, I walk straight. I walk by faith. And I'm not going left. And I'm not going right. And I'm not shrinking back. That is how we walk through this world by faith. All right? Faith is that. I fix my eyes on that. Faith is the substance that causes us to walk according to the unseen eternal rather than what is temporarily seen. I can't see the eternal things with my eyes. I can't see God. I mean, I think it might be easier if you could just see God. I mean, no Christian in this house is going to put their hand up. 
<laughs> All right? I ain't putting my hand up because I'm walking by faith, brother. I'm just telling you, I personally think if you could see face to face, sometimes in our heart we'd be like, oh, cool, I just love God. Actually, we'd probably fall down and be in fear, but that's okay too. The point is that we really don't see the unseen eternals. We must see those by our spirit, man. We must see those by faith. We must see those through the spiritual man and not the natural man because the natural man can't see them. All right? And as a matter of fact, you can't see them even until you become, you can't even see them spiritually until you become born anew from above by the Spirit of God. All right? We walk according to what is unseen eternally. How many of you believe there's a heaven? Amen. How many know your belief? How many, how many of you have seen heaven? Exactly. But your faith tells you there is. Right? And, 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 and how many of you believe that Jesus rose from the dead? How many of you ever, see, how many ever saw Jesus? How, how, many, how, many, how many have seen that? You haven't seen that? But how many of you believe by faith he has? And the Bible tells us he's coming back a second time. And the Bible says when he comes back, how many know those who died are going to rise from their grave and meet him in the air? How many knows that remain are going to join with them? How many know that causes us to um, grieve as men with hope? I grieve with hope because of my faith in Jesus Christ in the unseen eternal. So you can lose a father, you can lose a son, you can lose a grandchild, and you can grieve, and yet you can still have hope in the midst of that grieving. Faith is the substance by which we walk in this world with vision that is beyond this world. We gotta see beyond it. Faith is the substance that enables me to see with my spirit man what I can't see with my natural man. I thought it was interesting. There are some things that we do in the natural that we do by faith that make no sense whatsoever. Hmm? Think about Joshua. Joshua comes to the Jordan River. He's got the children of the other generation. There's the promised land. There's the Jordan River. The Jordan River's at flood stage. God says, get ready. Three days, you're going to cross the Jordan. He's probably going, how are we going to do that? And then God says, and what you're going to do is you're going to have the priest, and they're going to take the ark, and they're going to step into the water. The Jordan's not going to part until you step into that water. I don't want to step into that water. I'm going to get you swept away. Right? No, no. That's how you're going to do this. Yes, I was interesting. How many of you think it would be easier to go through the Jordan if God parted it first? How many of you that would be walking by sight? First generation came out of Egypt. They got to the Red Sea. God parted it. And they walked through. Hmm. They actually walked through by sight. Isn't that interesting? But when you get to the Jordan to walk into the promises of God, they had to step in by faith. If you needed to part first, you might be walking by sight. There are things in your life that you're going to have to take a step of faith before you see them happen. There are some things in your life, I'm going to say to you this morning, be very bold. There are some things that have not happened in your life because you have been unwilling to take a step of faith because you can't see it in the natural. If you can see it in the natural, what do you need faith for? All right? Faith is the substance that enables me to see with my spirit man. And then God says to Joshua, oh, now you're over here. This is good. We're going to take Jericho. This is how you're going to do it. You're going to march around it one time, six days. If I'm Joshua, I'm going, huh? Huh? You crazy? Okay, and then on the seventh day, you're going to walk around it seven times. Okay, and then we're going to attack? No, then you're going to shout. Huh? 
Does anybody think that sounds stupid? See, you all don't say that because you read the end of the story. All right? If you was in the moment, be like, I'm going to shout? Yeah, you're going to shout. Okay. How many know that takes faith? Because it made no sense in the natural. None whatsoever. Faith enables me to see and believe with my spirit man what I cannot see with my natural man. Faith is a substance that shapes that then what happens in our life is faith then becomes a substance that begins to shape my thinking. Listen to me. Listen to me. Many of us are caught up in our thinking right now and our thoughts right now have been shaped by a political landscape, a political culture, a COVID culture, whatever culture you want to call it, and our thinking has become a jumbled mess because we've allowed it to become the thing that is shaping our thoughts. How many of you think this morning that the word of God still shapes our thoughts? How many know the word of God connects us to God? How many know the word of God will build faith in your heart? How many know when you have faith in your heart? How many know faith begins to shape how you think? We need to think in along the lines of faith. And it takes faith right now because it's a crazy time. Like I, I read things, I watch things, I hear things, and some of those things make me angry. And I think, and I begin to have thoughts, and then I have to tell myself, be quiet. Anybody have to tell yourself, be quiet? You're thinking. I've got to have my mind renewed by the word of God. Amen? Faith is the substance that shapes then the words out of my mouth. Are you faith talking or sight talking? Hmm. Youch. Come on, Troy, let's give him hope. See, that's faith. <laughs> now, faith is the substance of hoping when he says, come on, Troy, it'll only be another 20 minutes. And now he is going around Samaria again. Someday I'm going to make you walk right up that middle aisle. Listen, faith shapes the words. Are you sight talking or faith talking? I've done, I do both. Come on. Sometimes I'm over here, I'm a man of faith. Oh, oh I got great faith today. I'm, uh, I got faith that can move mountains today. And then there's other times I'm over here and there ain't an ounce of faith and I'm going to kill everybody. Over here, by faith, I'm going to love and I'm going to forgive and I'm going to be all that and I'm going to be love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness. That's me, baby. And over here, it's the wild, crazy man who's walking by sight. Hmm? We flip-flop, don't we? We need, to, we need to say, God, bring us over here. Shape. Faith is a substructure that connects me to the eternal, that shapes my words, shapes my thoughts, and shapes what comes out of my mouth. It shapes what I type. I won't go there. I won't meddle today. Faith is a substance that shapes the attitude of my heart. If you have no faith, you will have a fearful heart. A fearful heart is opposite of faith. And I'm not saying, listen to me, I'm not saying that there is, that faith is a denying of the reality of things. No, 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 no. How many know we need faith because of the reality of things? Faith is a substance, though, that shapes the attitude of this heart. That it becomes a confident heart. A heart of courage. It, it's, a, it's a heart of love. I'm not talking about you, but sometimes it takes faith to love. <laughs> right? That this heart now is at peace because of faith. This heart has hope because of faith. That 
Faith shapes my heart. Faith is the substance that shapes my actions. That now I begin to do from a position of faith, not sight. Talked to a couple this morning. They were telling me the little, little story they had going into the COVID and the layoffs and all the work shutdowns. And, you know, e and even though they got more money on unemployment than when working, she became fearful of tithing. And so pulled back. Right? And this was not a pastor trying to get ties. Because I want to tell you something. You guys have been phenomenal through this whole era. Just phenomenal. But I say this, and then they said, but what happened was, because of what she saw in the world, that she began to give by sight, not by faith. And pulled back rather than give. Listen to me. It is not a time to do that. If anything, it's a time to give. But what happened was, the Lord spoke to her and began to speak to her and had to tell her and shape. And all of a sudden, it began to be her faith began to be rose up, began to increase. That began to change the way that she thought. And it began to change the way that she acted. Our actions, are we, are we faith acting or sight acting? What are our actions based upon? We walk by faith, not by sight. See, just prior to chapter 11, I know this is going to sound like rocket science. So I know this is going to be really deep. You ready? Just before chapter 11 in Hebrews comes chapter 10. Everybody go, ooh. I'm just messing with you, having some fun. But in chapter 10, the end of chapter 10, this is why he's writing chapter 11. He says, for yet in a little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. How many know he is Jesus? And how many know the Bible still says he's coming back? And how many know there's still going to be a day? We don't know when that day is. It does seem like there's been a delay, has there not? But one of the things is the blessed hope of the church is still the return of Jesus Christ. It is still the second coming. And our hope is still founded in that. Our faith is still founded upon that. In a little while, he who is coming will come and not delay. But my righteous ones, how many know you're the righteous ones by faith in Jesus Christ? But my righteous ones shall live by faith. Say what? They'll live by faith. How many know we live by faith? We walk by faith. We speak by faith. We act by faith. We think by faith. Man, I'm telling you, if there's ever a day for the church to demonstrate what it looks like to walk and live by faith, it is this hour. It is this hour that people see the kingdom of God people who live and speak and act by faith. It is this hour. We must see it. My righteous one shall live by faith. And if he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. Want the approval of God? Faith wins the approval of God. But we are not those who shrink back to destruction. No, no, no. Why? We are those who have faith to the reserving of the soul. We don't shrink back. We don't go left. We don't go right. We have courage. Why do we have courage? Why do we have confidence? Because we live by faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. Walking by faith is walking the reality of the eternal while living in the temporary. I got a temporary world with a temporary ruler living in a temporary tent with temporary afflictions and yet I have confidence because my substructure of my life, the foundation of my life is faith in Jesus Christ that connects me to a person. He connects me to the eternal promises of God. This day, we don't shrink back. We walk by faith. We need to see our faith level raise.
We need to raise it up in this hour. We need to say, Lord, increase our faith. Increase our faith. So, Father, we say this morning in this house, Father, increase our faith. We want to be faith walkers, not sight walkers. We want to be faith actors, not sight actors. May the words that come out of our mouth be shaped by faith. May the thoughts in our mind be shaped by faith. May the attitude of our heart be shaped by faith. May the actions of this temporary body be shaped by faith. Thank you that faith connects us to a person. Not a philosophy, not a position, but a person. And this day, our faith that we walk by, the faith that we live by, is connected to the eternal one and his eternal promises. In Jesus' name, amen. Max, stand with me. Let's sing something. This week, this week, walk by faith. This week, for some of you this week, there's going to be a moment come this week, you're going to say, oh, I want to walk by sight. I want to walk by what I see, but I'm going to walk by faith. I want to react by what I see in my natural eyes, but I'm going to walk by what I see by my spiritual eyes. This week, this week, walk in faith. Have a great week. Love you.